Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Get started on your undergraduate degree or certificate with University of Maryland Global Campus. Classes start March 17th. With virtual support services and no-cost digital materials replacing textbooks for most courses, UMGC can help you achieve your goals. Visit umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Live from Southern California, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for a new episode of Kings of the Podcast. Brought to you by MayorsManner.com and the fourth period. Introducing your host, born and raised in the city of angels, the mayor, John Hovan. And originally from the Bronx, now hailing from Encino, it's D.B. Dennis Bernstein. Buckle up, here we go! That's right, DB. We are back. Episode number two, Kings of the Podcast. It's, it's a remote this time. We're on the road, DB. Yes, yeah, so if you hear background noise, you're going to know it's uh, we're at uh, Great Ice Park. Great, great Park Ice. Great Park Ice. Close. Close. Five-point arena. But uh, And first of all, fans, thanks for the support. Like We launched this project on Friday. I, I can't believe all the great positive things that have been said. The listenership is out of the box amazing. But, yeah, John, this is just – if you're in Southern California, you have a chance to just visit the facility, either a duck practice or seeing some kids play. It's just spectacular. The video and the uh, the pictures don't do it justice. Yeah, for sure. The Anaheim Ducks have relocated their, uh, their training facility. They used to be in Anaheim. They're now going to be practicing here starting this season. So plenty of opportunity for fans to get down and also plenty of games to, for people to get down. Uh, this tournament's going to be all day yep. Tuesday with three more games. So – DB, we have a lot to cover tonight, and I want to start right off the hop with uh, Sully's seconds. And I say yeah. that because uh, Jeff Solomon, King's vice president, yes. we talked about him and his briefcase. <laughs> I-, I didn't even realize that fans were going to care. As it's much a popular as- subject, John. <laughs> I care about what's in that briefcase. You care. <laughs> I've made this, this the thing now. Um, so here's the deal, fans. If you weren't here uh, at the tournament for game one, night one, Jeff Solomon shows up. Well, first of all, he's wearing Vans tennis shoes. I've never seen the guy in, not in dress not shoes. In, but and a suit. And he, yeah, he was, Suited he was up every rather, game. rather casual, which is fine. It's a you know, it's a summer, summer weekend. But here's the deal. He was not carrying the briefcase, DB. No. So I'm now getting concerned because I think that he knows I'm on to him. I know he's listening to the oh, podcast. Oh, it's an avoidance so thing. I think that he is afraid I'm going to, like, jump him and take the, take the, uh, the suitcase, to, you know, the briefcase. Run, down, run yeah. down the five with the suitcase. Yeah, he, I mean, he's afraid. <laughs> he's scared. He heard things. That's how popular this podcast is already. He heard, uh, it's a, what, Saturday? And he heard 
We launched on Friday morning, and he's already heard about us talking about his briefcase. I've had two members of King's management that have texted me <laughs> within 24 hours of the pod uh, releasing, wanting to know if I have gathered any new information. They know I'm on the case. Well, have you gathered? Did I mean we had a substantial talk with Jeff, but uh, I, I got I really called nothing out of that conversation. No, well, I learned one thing that was interesting. Um, He's from the Bronx, and you're yes, from the Bronx. Yes, I'm from the Bronx. I did, I did not know that. So. Yeah, he went to Rutgers. I go okay. into Ryder. I couldn't get into Rutgers, so I went up going to Ryder University. <laughs> so I need you to help me here. Use your Bronx connection, a couple I'm Bronx have boys. To. Street cred. Yeah. I'm going to get street cred. It's it, not West Coast. It's John, I know a lot of this show is going to be East Coast versus West Coast. That's the great thing about dealing with you. You're well, that's totally easy. West yeah. Coast is the best coast, okay. so there's, I know there's things over already. Okay, so there's Tupac, your Sully easy. seconds. There's your updates. I have 82 yes. games and the preseason to figure out what's inside that briefcase. <laughs> Jeff Solomon, I'm coming for you, Sully. Um, let's, let's move to a couple of topics that I think, uh, DB, are follow-ups to our last pod. Yeah. We had some people that were wanting to know more about the Jeff Carter situation. Yeah. Obviously, it's fluid. We don't have all the answers. No. And we weren't trying to say in the podcast that he's going to be released, just that, or put on waivers, that, hey, there weren't a lot of takers last year. And yep. what if there weren't a lot of takers this year? Sure. Would they put him on waivers? And, and then if they put him on waivers... You know, then what? What if he's not claimed? claimed? Correct. Then, then what, what do you happens? do with that player? You have that Rob Scuderi situation, like where he went to Ontario, and do you see Jeff Carter playing games in the AHL? No, no. Yeah. I don't. I think he's too prideful of a, of a person to to go down, and and he's not the type of person that's going to mentor the youth down there either. I yeah. mean, it's not his personality. It's you know, he never talks to the media. I, I just don't see him as a, a mentoring thing. If if a Dustin Brown got to that point, maybe he want to go down there and mentor. But with Jeff, Jeff just wants to play, make his money, and he wants to play in the NHL. So I, I would think it's a situation, like you mentioned, like Scuderi, where um, they'd wave him. I, I couldn't see him skating on, on AHL ice. I really, that would be, if I had to tear things, that would be the bottom of my list of what would happen with Jeff Carter. The Scuderi thing is a little bit different because it was the final year of his contract. Yes, and so agreed. he played some games. And then he sort of went home to do his own thing. You know, it happened really under the radar. With Carter, it would almost be like, I don't know. I, I think I could envision a couple of weeks stint there just because it was like, okay, look, uh, you cleared waivers, but we need to do something with you here. So we're going to have to try to figure out. And then you work with another team. And if you buy him out, not yeah. buy him out, excuse me, but if you work with another team retain. to retain some money, yeah. I mean, then yes. Look, right now, he's 50 cents on the dollar when you look at his cash yeah. cost versus the cap hit. Right, correct. And if you then retain half of that money, another team can pick him up for 25 cents on yeah. the dollar. The problem is, John, is that if you get to that point and he goes down there and gets injured, then you're really crushed. It, that's true. That, that's that's true. The, the one, injuries. the injury factor as well. And he's not 25 years old either. So, um, But and look, hopefully he doesn't come to that. Hopefully he has a, a decent start. Yeah. Some scouts come to Staples Center, see him uh, executing again. And I think, again, again, let's go back to Todd McCullen. Like, the stuff that went on the ice and in the locker room is not going to happen this season with, with Tom McClellan. I'm interested to see the first subpar game that he plays, Carter, if there is one. Now, what happens with Todd McClellan? Does he sit him on the bench? Does he put him in the press box? I'm very, very interested to see that dynamic right now. But uh, look, Todd said yes yeah. is the answer. He's going to do it. He wouldn't answer it specifically right. about Carter, but he said he has no problem doing that. He will do it, and that is the expectation. Now, when we were at the Dodger game the other night hanging out, of course, and, and BSing for a couple yeah. hours— um, I gave you another thing to think about. If you want to be an optimist on the Jeff Carter situation yeah. and look that perhaps last year was more a carryover of the injury, yeah. as well as the whole team was down, I pointed to the Michael Hanzus thing and to the Eric yeah. Carlson thing where there's that initial push when they first come back. Because remember, the Carter adrenaline's was going. Yep. He had like 13 goals in 20 games or something yep. when he first came back. Agreed. In the, in the Vegas playoff series. But 
Uh, last year could have been a dip because it was that year of adjusting. Yeah. And he could rebound. Uh, I think Justin Williams experienced the same thing when he was injured. So a lot of guys who go through major injuries need that one year to come back. It's a, and it's a clean sheet. I, I don't think that Todd's coming in with any predisposed notions about players. I think he's going to give everybody a fair opportunity. But again, I think when we watch these players play tonight and you look at the great draft that they have, I would rather take that player, get some more assets, and hopefully have another great draft in June. I think that's the, the, the best-case scenario. A nice star for Carter. Some t- teams have interest, and you move them, uh, and you get some um, some future assets for them. You just gave me my first question for uh, Todd McClellan when camp opens up on the 12th. He said he wants to remember t- 2015 Tyler Toffoli. <laughs> so now I want to know what year Jeff Carter, what vintage of Jeff Carter are you looking for? What, where do you remember? What do you know? That's 12 or 14. 12 or, well, 14 was a damn good year for Jeff Carter. Was, I mean, yeah. it was really good. Okay. Another thing we wanted to follow up on is this Kyle Clifford contract situation. Sure. And you know, we talked in the last one about the fact that there are five unrestricted free agents, uh, Derek Forbert and... Uh, Toffoli. Uh, to, yeah, Toffoli, Paul Adu, so on. And that Clifford is going to be an unrestricted free agent. And we talked about the possibility of the Kings bringing him back on a one-year deal. Upon further reflection, upon some further conversations, mm-hmm. uh, let me just say I don't see Kyle Clifford signing a one-year deal in Los Angeles. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that given where he's at from an age distribution and, yeah. you know, he's a family guy and you just sort of look at the whole thing uh, and you look at what might be out there for other teams. Right. I'm not saying Tampa would be interested, but we know they were really hot to get him at one point. We yep. know Edmonton was really hot to get him. I think Kyle Clifford is going to be looking for and would require a multi-year deal really? to stay in Los Angeles. And I will, the more I thought about it, I want to say this too. I remember this. At the time when Clifford signed that deal, mm. Everybody, myself included, we were expecting a three-year deal. Right. And it ended up being a five-year deal. People mm-hmm. were kind of shocked by that. I, I get the sense that Clifford might be more about term than anything else, that security and knowing. Security, yep. Uh, I, I said it before in the last one, and I'll say it again probably a million times throughout the season. <laughs> I cannot envision Kyle Clifford wearing the jersey of any other team. Yeah, so whatever L.A. needs to do to get him – he is the culture guy, along with Agreed. Dustin Brown. Agreed. And he's not going to be done fixing the culture. They're not going to be done fixing the culture this season. So, uh, And you look at a team like the Blues. They weren't the most talented team in the league. They had culture. They were tough. They were resilient. You want a guy like Carl Clifford, who's been through all the wars, tormented these young kids in, in the next two or three seasons. So I, I, I like the point. Um, I'd love to see Carl here back for multiple years. He's, you meant he's a necessary ingredient to, the, to get to back to where they once were. And, TB, uh, you and I spoke to an unnamed member of King's Management tonight yeah. uh, here, and Clifford's name was brought up by that person. Yeah. And the discussion was culture. They talked all about that. Yep. It's so important, John. It, yeah, People minimize this, and they, they, you know, they, they talk about you know, analytics and all this other stuff. There is that, the intangibles of championship teams. They have those intangibles. Right? And you need a player. You don't need 20 Kyle Cliffords, but you need at least one who's been here, who understands it, who's been through the ground, who isn't the most talented player, will never be the most talented player in this league. You need that component of this team. It's vital because Todd's going to need help. He's going to need help in that room. Kopitar's going to need help in that room. And Kyle, like I mentioned, he's been through all the wars. He doesn't want to leave. So to, to give him a multi-year contract at a reasonable AAV, 
Like, it's a win for the team. Hey, I, you know why I don't like Canley Jansen of the Dodgers. What does he not have? Heart. Yeah, and what does Kyle Clifford have? Heart. I think he has three of them, by the way. I think, <laughs> I think if, they, if they ever cut Cliffy open, he has three hearts inside there. Okay, another thing from the Dodger game, DB. Yeah. Uh, this is not so much hockey-related, but no. it, it, is, it is DB and the mayor-related. Yes. We had a good conversation and debate about Red Vines versus Twizzlers. Yeah. That I'm born and raised in Southern California. I'm an L.A. guy. I'm Red Vines. Yeah. Twizzlers. Yuck. Yeah. Hey, I grew up in the Bronx. Uh, Twizzlers was all in all the time. It was great. I came to, to SoCal. Yeah, 20 years ago, I'm like, what? The? Red Vines, these are awful. I will say this. I am a Red Vine convert. Like, I, we have the, the pound bucket of whatever, <laughs> the two-pound bucket at home. PJ got it for us. But yeah, I have been converted. I have seen the light. Now, John, you haven't been able to con- convert me on a lot of things, New York versus L.A., <laughs> but you definitely converted me to Red Vines. Okay. Absolutely a Red Vines Good. guy. Good. Uh, but that's an interesting co- conversation last night. It was funny. But yeah, it's funny. And it's an East Coast, West Coast West thing. Coast, East Coast to me is it's a classic conversation. So uh, funny. Like soda. Is it a soda or a pop? Soda. It's a soda. Okay, yeah. so you're West Coast now. Yeah. Uh, do you make a sandwich or is it a sandwich? Sandwich. Okay, so you've, you've converted there. Do you yeah, go but to we, the ho- but Hoagies, okay. not grinders or subs. Subs out here, subs. Okay. It's hoagies or grinders Hoger, back yeah. east. Yeah. Um, do you go to the market or do you go to the store? I go to the store. Okay. You're more West Coast. Deep I am. LA. I've been here 20 years. And man. now I've you've adapted. converted. You've given up on the Giants. Now you're a Rams Just guy. Fan. You're done with the Yankees. No, now I'm you're not a Dodger guy. Yankees. I'm not done with the Yankees, but I want to see you're Dodgers Yankees. Yankees. I want to see Dodgers Yankees World Series. Say it. You're d- say I'm done with no, the Yankees. No. I love Justin Turner. I, hey, there's this photographic evidence. I wore a JT jersey <laughs> last night. I want the Dodgers to do well. I didn't want them to do well a couple of weeks ago. The Yanks kicked their butts 10-2, and I was in the stadium. Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, yeah, I, I just um, – I have – I'm a resident of SoCal now. Okay. There's a lot of co- – You're finally like, admitting that? Well, yeah. The <laughs> accent is still New York. There's a lot of things. But, yeah, there's – I would say 85% of me is probably Southern California at this okay. point. Okay. All right. I'm going to win you over on some other things. But okay. Yeah, dude. Red Vines. Oh, Come yeah, on. totally. It's all about 100%. the Red Vines. All right. Uh, our next topic for today, I, I have some breaking news here that I want to share with everybody. You know I love the scoops. Oh, I love to pass along the information. That's why you're the mayor, baby. Let's go. So this tournament last year was held in Las Vegas. Right. This tournament this year obviously is held in Irvine slash Anaheim uh, is the host, the Ducks. Mm-hmm. From what I'm hearing, next year's tournament will be in Phoenix. We're, really? off, we're off to Scottsdale, baby. All right, let's oh, go. You know, you and I had a good time in Scottsdale. We always had a, good, <laughs> a couple of years we, back. That's right, at the W Hotel, at the bar there. It was we did, great. We yeah. Did. And um, it looks like Los Angeles is going to make a push to host this in two years. You know, it's funny. We were talking to some of the PR staff. I don't know if that if TSC can really hold six teams. I, I, mean, I, I have some information on that. There, see, there, John, <laughs> that's why you listen to this podcast. He there, always has information. There is some concern. If you, I, for, I guess that's the right word because you, a sprawling facility right. in Las Vegas, you know, um, here. And then here is yeah. ridiculous. I mean, this is like a whole city here. It's, yeah. it's just fantastic. TSC would be a little bit of a challenge yeah. uh, because they really have the one main sheet of ice. Sheet of ice so exactly. what would happen from, from preliminary discussions, nothing's been set in stone, um, but it, it, if, they're gonna, if L.A. hosts it, when L.A. hosts it, what they're thinking is the games would probably have to be spread out a little staggered bit more. more. Okay. Staggered a little bit mm-hmm. more because the locker rooms are another situation. That's right, you're right. They have the rain locker room and the L.A. locker room, which are really what we'll call the two NHL. NHL, like, I, I, yeah. okay, professional <laughs> locker rooms. Um, so that's... that's Something to look forward to is it looks like the Arizona Coyotes will be hosting this tournament next year. So plan your uh, September vacations. Exactly. And then in two years, uh, it looks like Los Angeles. Moving on into this tournament here, Dennis, yeah. uh, player pronunciations. I just want to pass along <laughs> some things here. <laughs> there was a lot of discussion between the media and, and whatnot. And 
some some you know Steve Carroll came he, up to you. Well, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to be a name dropper, but okay, but I'll Steve, drop it. Oh, thank ahead. you. Steve Carroll came up and said, you know, hey, I know you're the prospects guy for LA. What? How do you pronounce certain names? And we went through Isimont, Isimont, you know, all the Bjornfoot, Fagamo, all these different stuff. Uh, Perrick, uh, the goaltender, who I, I'm real high on, they took him yeah. in the third round. Uh, just a quick funny story because the fans love these kind of stories. I think DB they do is uh, he was told that it was Perrick, and I said absolutely not. It is Perrick. <laughs> Um, I, I've talked to the player multiple times. I've talked to scouts who scouted him. I think I, the player would know. I, I think, I mean, but then I started thinking, did I ever call him Perrick to his, I don't know. So, um, so what I do, I talk to his agent. I said, Hey, what's the deal? Is it, is it Perrick or is Drop it, the name. Is it Perrick? Alan, venerable Alan, Alan Walsh. Alan Walsh. Who will be on this podcast at some point this season. <laughs> I mean, season. you know, Mr. Bruce Springsteen himself. Oh and, yes, of course. I mean, Dusty is really the goal, the goal, uh, the goalie whisperer in, in SoCal, him and Bill Ranford. But uh, Alan Walsh is kind of a goalie whisperer himself. He I mean, is, he's, yeah. he's, the, he's the agent to the goalie of, you know, the stars of the league. Yep. Um, so I said, hey, Alan, what, you know, what is it? Is it Perrick or is it Perrick? Mm-hmm. It's Perrick. And he said, look, if you're in the Czech Republic or if you're, you know, over there, it's Mr. Perrick. Mr. International oh, Traveler. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> World Travel Alan Walsh. I love Depends Alan. Depends on where you are. Uh, he said, but it's Perrick here in North America. Beautiful. He said, nobody would ever get it right as Perrick. Yep. So it's Perrick. So there you go. If you're looking for that, it's, it's Perrick. We get a lot of those. Uh, Dave Joseph will probably want to know that, too. That's when he's, true. It's important. When he's, when he's here. It's... All right. So Rules. I posted an article a couple weeks ago, DB, um, that got yeah. a lot of play because the rules of where prospects can play can be rather confusing. Right. It's, not, it's not linear like it is in Major League Baseball or even in the NFL or sure. the NBA. Um, there are all these rules like Turcotte. People still today texting me uh, or you know, hitting me up on Twitter. Where's Turcotte? Why is he right. not in the tournament? Well, right. he's, he's a college player. player. He can't play. And then you have all these kids in the tournament uh, like Akil Thomas and Kaliev who – are they going to make the Kings? Well, if they don't make the Kings, then what happens? Are they going to Ontario? Well, no, they can't because of their age. So right. I just wanted right. to pass along a couple of nuggets again. Uh, uh, two things. One, Akil Thomas. There is a possibility that he is not long for the Niagara Ice Dogs, as I understand things in the Ontario League. That okay. doesn't mean that he wants out. That doesn't mean that the team wants to get rid of him. It just means when you look at that roster and how they're built and the amount of time that he's going to spend in the OHL, he would be somebody who is considered a prime candidate to be traded. Traded, okay. However, he does hold... A, uh, a no trade clause okay. and so he would have to approve any deal from everything I understand he loves Niagara so okay. um, wh- and the reason I'm bringing this up is that I had right. some conversations with a few people about the possibility of him being traded prior to the World Junior Tournament Okay. now what I'm hearing more from uh, let's call them some, some better closer to the situation sources <laughs> uh, I would not expect him to move until uh, right at the OHL trade, trade deadline, deadline. Okay. if he is to move. So that's something to keep an eye on there. And then in terms of Kaliev, there's an interesting point. Um, this year he's going back to the Ontario League. I think I mentioned it once before. Next right. year it's either NHL or OHL, OHL because of his age. He cannot go back to the right. American League. So I'll just keep hitting these points a lot, DB, sure. because there's a lot of interest in the Kings prospects, and so people are going to want to know where they play. Right. And it's, some, you know, it's the rules. And there is an article on mayorsmanor.com that mm-hmm. talks about the rules for prospects, so uh, sure. people can do that. Here's a funny story for you, DB. I have to admit something, and I hate admitting this because I'm, 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 like I'm like a hound dog. I'm like sniffing stuff out and getting these stories all the time, right? Right. Man, I totally whiffed and missed on this. Uh, who was going to wear the letters tonight? Fans love this stuff. Yeah, Who's they do. Wear? Okay, and Austin Strand came out with the C, mm-hmm. and Isimont and, um, 
and, and Morrison so, had the right. – okay, so no letter tonight for Mikey Anderson. Right. No letter tonight for Jared Anderson. Who you think Thorne. is going to be a future captain in the NHL. Uh, well, Turcotte's – my, my caveat was at the time when I said that was yeah. unless it depends who they draft at five and if that's Got a captain it. material. It could be Turcotte. Mm-hmm. But Mikey Anderson and, and uh, will definitely wear a letter in Los Angeles and Anderson Dolan will definitely wear a letter yeah. in Los Angeles. Anyway, my point to the story was this. Um, in talking with Mike Stuthers at – uh, day one of camp, which was Friday, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, one day before this game, uh, we were talking to him, and one of the things I asked him a question about: Hey, are you know, do you, are you going to encourage some of the new kids, the new prospects, to lean on guys like Anderson Dolan and some right. of those kids that played in this tournament last year, just so they can have a heads up of of what what's to come? And he said, Nope. He said Austin Strand, uh, I- Icymont, and uh, Morrison are guys that were with me all last year in the American League, and I told everybody in our meetings the last couple of days, those are the three guys that Great. they um, should be leaning on. Okay, I didn't pick up at all that that might be a the, hint that those are the guys that are going to get letters, the letters right? tonight, right? <laughs> so then in the locker room after the game, I, I said to Austin Strand, I said, hey, uh, you know, wow, you, and he's beaming, ear-to-ear beaming about wearing the C. This is a guy who, you know, he was not considered part of the leadership group in right. Ontario. I said, um, you know, tell me about when, you, when did you find out you were going to be wearing the C and tell me all about this. He said, well, you know, um, we had a couple meetings and, and the coach told everybody that they should be leaning on me and, with, and Mikey and, uh, uh, and Morrison. And he said, so, you know, that was kind of cool. He said, I figured that, you know, because we were with him last year, we know the way he coaches and, and we know, like, how he wants us to dress. I thought that was kind of funny. That's, <laughs> that's, do you think that's what Stuthers is worried about, what they wear to the rink? I don't, I don't think no so. No track suits. Let's yeah, go. Okay. So, and then he, I said, well, when did you find out you were getting the C? He goes, well, you know, I, I, we really didn't know. Um, I was kind of hoping, but I didn't know until I walked into the locker room tonight and I saw the C hanging up. And he said, man, I was just stoked. That's got to be special for a player it, like that, it, right? It is. And he said that to, for, for Stutz, who's a tough coach, right? Yep. Um, for him to show that kind of love to, to a player that played for him yeah. and to say, wow, you're going to wear the C and, you know, in this tournament with all of the, all of the studs that are here yeah, I mean, right. from Anderson Dolan and Bjornfoot and all these guys that are high draft picks. Right. And here's a kid who was an, uh, a free agent Gee, out, of, right. out of the WHL. This is not a first-round draft This pick. is not right. It's yeah. not none one of the wanted ones, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So there is a little bit more to the story. Uh, I, afterwards, then, I, I said to Stuthers, I said, hey – um, I have to admit, you, know, you, you tipped us off, and I didn't even pick up on it. Of course, he ate that up. He loved the fact that I didn't pick up on his, on his tip. But he said, that, uh, he said that he wasn't sure what the situation was going to be like if it was like last year sure. where they could rotate the letters or whatever. So he said when they, when he, once he found out the rules uh, that they were right. allowed to, then he went ahead and did the C and wore the A. A uh, little, little note for you, though, DB, and this will already be out there probably by the time the podcast publishes. Uh, the same three guys will not wear the letters in all three games. They will rotate. That's good. That's so you'll good. get a different captain and a different uh, two different Great. alternates. Awesome. You talked about the letters being symbolic, but what do you think that means to a young player um, who's you know trying to earn his stripes in this I, organization? I just think it's it's a confidence boost. Number one, uh, number two, it's a validation of of the hours spent on buses and practices and getting up at four a.m. to get ice and all the things that I. Now it's not going to culminate. He's not going to. We're the scene in, in real time in, in, in Los Angeles, but I just think it's just a validation that all the hard work that you put in, it's paid off to this level where you're in an NHL locker room, even though it's a rookie tournament, and you're wearing a, a leadership in a letter. I mean, that, that to me, that would be, hey, look, if I was that player, I don't want to take that home, that jersey home with me and put it in a frame so when I'm 65 years old, I can look at it and say, hey, one day I did do, do, get to that level. So and Trina may never get to the level of playing in the NHL, but I think just that night, and that's what coaches are for. That 
that's what you get confidence from. That's what there's trust here. There's all these other things because you know that he's going to play hard no for Stuthers no matter when and how he plays for him. Mm-hmm. Right? That that designation to me, it's it's got to be special. It doesn't matter. It's just in a rookie tournament. Like how many people ever get that designation? Very very few. Less than one percent. In the world, so I just think that that's a great thing to to award a player for saying, "Hey, look, you're not." And you mentioned you're not one of the anointed ones, right? Mm-hmm. You're not you're not Turcotte, right? But here we understand what you've gone through to get to this level. So here's a little special thing for you. I think it also helps him to that confidence that you're mentioning there. I think it helps him going into the season because we talked on the last pod, episode one, about yeah. how deep that that uh, defensive core is going to be in Ontario with Dursey, with Mikey Anderson. Uh, all these guys, you know, with Clegg's going to be there. Uh, Matt Roy's probably going to start the season there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you're going to name five or six guys before you ever even get to Austin Strand. And mm-hmm. so for him to wear the C tonight, that's also telling him, like, hey, dude, you're, you're good. You're you good. Know, you're, you're good. And yet, and leaders don't have to be the most talented or gifted players on the team. Oftentimes they are in the NHL um, because they get paid a lot of money and they're the best players. But a, a, play, a kid like Strand who gets that designation and says, hey, it's about heart. It's about character. Again, it goes back to culture, John. I think that's it. That's the type of culture you want to create, that if you come in and work hard, you'll be rewarded. To what level depends on how good you are, but you will be rewarded for your good work. That's when the skill comes in. Right? Correct. You'll yes. be rewarded to the level of your skill, provided Agreed. that you did everything else correct. And Agreed. I think actually this year, I think Austin Strand is flying under the radar. I think that last he's an offensive-minded defenseman, and he couldn't get his offensive game going to the level that he probably would have liked to last year because there was a revolving door of defensemen in Ontario. And this year, with the more solid group that they're going to have there, right. this guy could unleash his offensive talents at the American League level, and his stock could rise in the prospect. Again, another ex- thing: if you want to be excited about this organization, things like that. That's what you're going to be excited about this season. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, speaking of the tournament here tonight, though, DB, um, here's one for you. We didn't talk at the, <laughs> the... I mean, we covered so many topics on the last one, but uh, there was a certain individual, former member of the LA Kings management, that signed on this year to be, become a member of the Anaheim Ducks management group. <laughs> and curiously, I did not see... I did not see yeah. Daryl. Was Daryl Sutter, you know, uh, here tonight? I don't know. Will he make an appearance throughout the tournament weekend? Uh, I'm thinking no. I have a lot of phone numbers in my in my phone DB, yeah. and I have you know, and I know yeah. you do. Yes, I'll, I'll I'll admit I do not have Daryl's no. phone number, so I, ne- I can't text no. him. I don't know if Daryl. I texts. never asked for it. Could, I never really wanted. Do you it. think Daryl texts? Yeah. Could you imagine? Yes. Really? Yes. Could, what, what, what would it? I think he. I, I think he t- had a relationship with one of our <laughs> uh, one of our cohorts, uh, Lisa Dillman. I think that Lisa has. If I had to pick one member okay. of the press corps, I'm might be pretty sure. sure Lisa has it. Okay. So. But I think isn't the oh, harvest coming? Dehatchik has Dehatchik, to have exactly. his. Exactly. Okay, but in LA it would be dumb. Yeah. yeah. But does does um, what does he t- what does he text like? What what would Daryl Sutter? What would a text from Daryl Sutter look like? There's no emojis. He's no, not, no he's not emojis. Give you a no. Fist bump or a no, thumbs up. No, no, no. no. It's, <laughs> it's a couple of words put together. Is it? Is it? Does it make I don't sense? Think the grammar would be the, okay. It, it might. It, there might be some grammar challenges and okay. stuff like that. Like, okay, yes, no. It's probably, you know, if you type in yes, no, maybe, it's like multiple choice. Oh, he's probably got four or five words, yes. Does he? Hi. I wonder if he texts in sound bites. Like, would Park and Ride ever come that would be great. in a text? Yeah, you could do that on a phone where you hit the button and record it. Or no, yeah. even if he just the text, even the yeah. words, though. Park and Ride, yeah. yeah like, Preset. You know, yeah. He had, you know, wait for the song. Like, yeah. can you imagine you text Daryl before the game? Wait like, for the hey, song. Who's who's the starting goaltender tonight? And he texts you back. Wait for the song. Exactly. That would be, be fantastic. That would be fantastic. I do not have – and isn't there some harvest coming up that he's probably with the cows or something up there in Vikings? So. Oh, oh, you know what, though? He yeah. hates McDonald's. 
Yes, he and, hates McDermott. And this, that. this tournament is I'm not I'm not joking, by the way. They're on the dash board right this, there. This tournament is sponsored by McDonald's. McDonald's. That could be a that's, problem. That's why he's not. He's sure. very anti-McDonald's very because anti-McDonald's. of the whole beef thing in Alberta. Yeah. And I think it's a call-in situation, to be honest with you. I think I think three or four <laughs> days calls, calls a month, in. he calls in, checks in. Maybe flies down once a quarter. Is, I it, is a, it a conference call or is it a it, one-on-one? I can't see Daryl on a conference call. Like, people yeah. are talking over him. Daryl, yawn? <laughs> and you hear a tractor in the background. Yeah, I'm here. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Dallas, you're doing a good job over there. Just bench some more players. Okay. Um, DB, we're, we're going to actually talk about this game tonight or what? We're going to talk about it, but I want to okay. get one more thing out there, if you don't uh, mind. No, please. Okay. This is, we're rolling, baby. <laughs> and that is... There were certain members of the media tonight that yeah. brought up. Uh, I mean, we're trying to take people behind the curtain. Like, you know, yes. we can go in the locker room. We can give you player quotes. Now I'm going to take you into press row. Okay. Yeah. I, I I'd like to believe that by now people know who I am and what I'm about. Right. Like, Absolutely. Okay. So I'm I'm a music guy. We know you, and we know the type of music, the <laughs> right. genre that I'm, you appreciate and, and I, like. And I'm and a respect. sports guy, and you know yep. which, which sports I like. I'm a hockey guy. I'm a baseball guy. You yeah. know my football team. You're not big into theater. I'm not a not theater going to guy. Plays. No, 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 no. Musicals, no. And I'm not really a movie and TV guy. I don't watch Bachelor. No, um, no. I, I, I don't. I've never seen a Marvel movie or any of these things. Right. Yeah. So, so Hugh Jackman gets mentioned tonight. Yep. And some, oh, you know, I was going to go see Hugh Jackman uh, in concert or something. I don't yeah. know. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know who that is, right? And he did host the Oscars 10 years ago. I don't, okay, but I didn't but watch But you don't watch the Oscars. Oscars. I know, like, I get I mean, it. Come on. So I, I don't know it. who this guy is. Yeah. I mean, I, whatever. And another person turns and says, oh, come on. You're, now you're just trying. Like, no, <laughs> I, I, I don't know who. But here's the thing. I can tell you about Spence, who's a prospect for the Kings. Yeah. And I bet the average Kings fan probably couldn't do that. I can tell you right. about a punk band yeah. from Orange County called totally. The Last Gang right. that, that was signed to a record deal last right. year that or no the one's Bronx ever heard of. Or the Bronx or all the bands that you love, right? That is a terrible thing, by the way. How is it that I love a band called, called The, the Bronx. Bronx with you? They had to, they Destiny. They it was Destiny. They couldn't go with Mayor. any other name? Destiny, yeah. They weren't going with Richmond or, okay. or Queens or anything like that. So, you know, yeah, but I get that. I understand it's not for everybody. It, that's what makes the world go around. Different strokes for different folks. I'm telling you right now, DB, I, I don't read People magazine. If Beyonce no. walked in right now, I would You wouldn't know, know who she is. I would not know who she is. Okay. Like, I'm aware, you might be better for that, actually. I, I mean, I'm aware there's a person named Beyonce. She's married to Jay-Z. I know she's a you big You would know deal. Jay-Z, though, right? I would know Jay-Z in a heartbeat. Because okay. you got the Yankee hat on. That's no. Because that's Hova. That's Hova. So I know. I know. That's a Hova, Hova, and we get it. I know Jay Z. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, for sure. But there's just like certain people. I don't, I honestly, people are going to laugh when they hear this. I don't no, know. No, but Jackman I would, is. I would not, I would never ask you if you went to the Hugh Jackman performance. <laughs> I know that enough about you. That's not your wheelhouse. That's not, I'm playing to your strengths here. Look at, I'm like, I, you know what? If I asked you about that, that's a me problem, not a you problem. <laughs> okay. Like I know better than not to ask you or, or say or question that you you don't know who he is. Like yeah. that's that's you. That's genuine. That's the mayor. Like mayor's not going to know you, Jackman. I'm sorry. sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, he doesn't. If I'm supposed to, I don't. And you shouldn't apologize for that because that's not that's not what you're about. Let's go. Uh, our friend Spike Kaufman is going to text me the minute he hears this. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean, yeah. Mayor? You don't know who Hugh Jackman is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, it's okay. I, I've never seen a Marvel. He's a Marvel movie guy, right? That's what they he was. Wolverine. I don't. Right? I don't even Wolverine. know what that is. I know X Men, Wolverine. Okay, X Men. I've X-Men, heard of Wolverine, it. Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. I don't read comic books either, so that's good. Okay. You're an adult. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk. about DB, this game. We have to talk about the game. I, yeah. I don't think people are tuning in to know who hosted the Oscars. They want to talk about King's prospects. They want to listen to our personalities. That's prospects. why they love us. So, yes, okay. it's, all, it's all combining. It's all okay. into one. They all right. Take it all in. Um, 
let's talk about game one of, yeah. of the tournament. You had the Ducks versus the Kings. To me, it was kind of the marquee matchup, the two yeah. Southern California teams. There was so there were so many storylines. You had yeah. Anaheim was three and zero in the tournament last year. Yep. The Kings were zero and three. Not good. Anaheim stacked the deck with all NHL players. It's great. Two hundred. It's great. Two hundred and thirty-three games of NHL experience, and for they the played Ducks. like it too. And five, five, five games, games of NHL really. experience, all with one player, Jared Anderson Dolan for the Kings. Yeah. Um, I will. I will teed up by first just telling you this or saying this. I talked to Stuthers after the game, and I asked him, "Hey, is t- is game two and three are those going to be the more representative games?" He wouldn't bite on it the way that I look at it, which is, to me, this game is is not. A fair game. The be- level of the competition because is the deck was stacked. This is an American Hockey League team against a junior hockey the, team. The power play in the third period, John, they had Comtois, Sam Steele, and I think Max Jones up the forward wall. All I'm you like, can do is laugh. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. They, Good luck, they boys. Played have fun. last year for like 20 <laughs> games together. Oh, not 20 games, but yeah. Which and look, a sellout crowd here. It's Anaheim's home building. Sure. I get it. I understand. You want to represent well. You want to stack the deck a little bit. No problem with it. But I, I, that's a great question because I would. It's not fair to judge the outcome of this game um, with respect to is this tournament a success or a failure or is it like last season. I think that you're right. The next two games will be a much more of a better litmus test of how they compete against. And the Colorado team looked really good. Bowen uh, Byram looked really, really good, man. He, Say that ten times faster. Bowen Byram looked really rubber, good. Rubber baby buggy yeah, bumpers. Exactly. He looked he – looked, that's why he was at four, John. He looks really good at Colorado team. But, yeah, I think the next two games will be much more – uh, representative of what you should su- su- suspect from these players going forward. And, you know, uh, on the last podcast, Rob Blake briefly uh, mentioned the rules of the tournament. I, yes, I would, I'd like rules. to give you an update. Please. I have the rules of the tournament. Wow. I, you know, hey, investigative journalism. You didn't get it out of Sully's briefcase, did you? No. Okay. Because I don't know where that damn briefcase <laughs> is. It's probably in, in a safe uh, wherever he lives in so the South where are the what are the rules? Well, I, these are the rules as I understand it um, from – from members of management of, of one of the six teams here. I don't know if they were ever printed anywhere, but maybe they flew around in, uh, you know, interleague uh, emails. But these are the rules. The rules are players that are on entry-level contracts mm-hmm. and players that have less than 100 games of NHL experience. Okay. So your brain immediately go mine, I should say, yeah. immediately goes to, okay, well, then who else could the Kings have put in? And Clegg is the one player that comes to mind right away because right. he would have been eligible. However, I understand why Clegg didn't come because right. they have already have nine defensemen yeah. in camp, and you don't need Makes to get no a, sense, you don't right. need to get a look at Clegg. You need to get Correct. a good look at all these guys, especially the guys that are turning pro. And unfortunately, at forward, Grundstrom really would have been the only guy that they could have brought to the tournament. Of about any, Luff? Uh, you know, Luff yeah, Luff wouldn't. Luff would be entry level, and he hasn't played hundred games. Okay, he played in the tournament last year. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, but. You don't need to see him either. I agree. You don't need to see Grunstrom. Yeah. So you, I want to see the players that were out there, John. That's what okay. I want to see. Yeah. Okay. So in, in here's uh, my quick summary, DB. I want to yeah. hear yours. My quick sure. summary of the game was I thought that the, that the Kings dominated the first 10 minutes of the game. Uh, it, it, it seemed like all the action, the shots, there wasn't a shot clock, but it might have been 10 to 1 shots on goal. All the action was down in the, in, in, you know, in the LA, uh, or excuse me, in the Anaheim end with LA shooting. Um, and then... Anaheim figured out that they were bigger, stronger, faster. And you could yeah. see the momentum turning. And then in the second period, they poured it on. But yeah. I really liked what I saw from the Kings kids. They didn't fold in the third period. They easily, this game could have gotten out of hand. And, you know, Strand and Sammy Fagamo, they, they got some NHL quality hits. They, they took some really, really hard hits in this game. John, I, I, after the first 10 minutes, I was good. 
Like, I saw the tempo in place that, that they were playing at. I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see that at every level of this organization. I want to see it at the NHL level at Staples Center this year. They were playing quick and fast and smart, and they did dominate, but I agree with you. The quality of the competition was over 60 minutes. But to me, I was good after 10 minutes. I'm like, wow, this is something I've not really ever seen in training camp or in a rookie tournament. They were fast. You could tell these kids are talented. It's going to take time. As you mentioned, 17, 18 years old, they have to grow into their bodies. But I love the way the, the pace that whatever starters told this team to do to come out of the shoot was great. And after 10 minutes, I, I didn't care about the outcome because when I looked at the names of the, on the backs of the jerseys, I knew Anaheim was going to win this game. But I love the way the pace was. If they can do that and play that consistent type of uh, game at every level in the organization, it's going to be, look, they may not win more games this season, but it, uh, they can't, they have to be more entertaining, John. I, yes. I just see this, and I see that maybe these kids won't be here for another couple of seasons, but if that's what's going to be replicated at the NHL level with a quicker and there's more tempo, it was exciting. It was thrilling. It's more, John, I'm telling you. The first 10 minutes here was probably more exciting than any game last season at Staples Center. Well, DB, let's share a funny story. Yeah. So fans like to come up to us at Staples Center and even here as well in between periods and come by and they say hi or ask yep. us questions or tell us we're idiots or, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, and uh, this one guy comes by tonight and, you know, hey, what would you think of the game? You know, what do you, you think so far? And he goes, it was almost like out of breath. He was so excited. He was like, <laughs> wow, that first period, that was amazing. I was like, that was just fantastic. I am so excited. He was pumped up, right? Yep. And then we saw the same guy after the after second two. period, after yeah. two periods, he comes by, and, he, and, he, and I said, well, what would you think of that second period? And he goes, and he holds up a drink, and he goes, that's why I went and got this. <laughs> it wasn't very good. And, and it was just like, no more analysis needed. It's perfect. No, yeah, look, First period was fantastic. Second they, period would cause me to drink. You see, look, this is going to be a season of potential. You're going to see it. And you see the potential, John. And I said in the first podcast with you, like, you were on board with this. I, never, I didn't see it for a long time. But now when I watch these kids on the ice and I get see the pace and tempo that they play at, I, I, I'm, I'm sold. I'm like, okay, 2021, 20, 21, 22, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. if they keep on the track, if they have another great draft in June, I could see that. And they have the right coach now. And I'll tell you, even, you know, some of the big boys are checking in. I got a call from, I got a text from the captain. How's uh, Anderson Dolan doing tonight? So they're even curious about these youngsters because there's been, you know, a good amount of hype about these kids now. For sure. And, and it's going to take a little bit of time. They're not going to, you know, skate out there on opening night against Nashville and win 7-1. It's going to take time. You're going to have to have patience to see these kids. But I see it now. So the plan that we joke about, that I've been joking about and saying, they, uh, I need, I'm not as patient as you are, I now see it. it it's, it's, the, it's manifested itself when you see these kids on ice saying, oh, boy, wow. This, this type of talent's never been in the organization since I've been covering the team, to be honest with you. See? It's just like Red Vines, DB. <laughs> Eventually, you'll come over to the dark yeah, side, to the black I, side where I am. Absolutely. Like, I, I understand and get it now. So, like, my critique of this team will probably not be as hardcore as I thought would come into the season because it, the results may not be on the ice this season, but I can see what's coming. I can see the pipeline. And like I said, like, if – you know, if Elordi gets healthy, and, and, you know, we're all praying for that, right? And then they have another great draft in June. And if they do finish with 75 points, it is another top five draft. I will say that pipeline is going to be filled, John. And that's what it is because in this league, no matter how good you are, you need to have more coming, right? You can never stop drafting and developing players. So, yeah, I was absolutely – the first 10 minutes, I could have walked out after that. I said, wow, that's the type of organization that fans want to see. You want to see that entertaining, tempo type, uh, quick tempo type of play. Yeah, uh, DB, I think that we should – we've had requests for uh, doing this, this show already. 
on location, doing meets and, greet, yep. meet and greets and different things. I think that we should uh, put the message out there right now. If anybody out there practices voodoo or witchcraft or any, like a, any sort of a yeah. seance, we should host one for Gabe Velarde. Where like, you know, I don't know, yeah. like if everybody brings something, isn't that like break a thing? Break the spell. Yeah, isn't that a thing where like yeah. you, you burn stuff and yeah. then, and then and some... you break the spell, the okay. injury spell. Okay, exactly. so let's do it. Let's, let's <laughs> that'll be our first remote. It'll be the Gabe Velarde. We'll have to come up with a catchy name. Yeah. We can print t-shirts and everything. So uh, if you're out there and you're Help into... Help heal Gabe. Yeah, let's there you go. go. If you're into voodoo or any any of that sort of stuff and you can help break the spell. Uh, let's hit on a couple players here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bjornfoot was fantastic tonight. I mean, God, he just continues to look like a strong pickup at 22. Yep. Uh, Mikey Anderson is Mikey Anderson. He, he's, guy. Just, he, yep. he's awesome. Um, I talked to a couple members of management. They liked Mikey's game tonight as well. Um, Lazat is always buzzing around. I, we're going to have to see if he can generate yeah. offense, you know, at the American League level. But he, he works really, really hard. Um, Jod was good in a few, in a few of his shifts. I really like Spence tonight. I thought that mm-hmm. he looked pretty good. And I thought Akil Thomas in the first period was good. And um, he, he agreed with me. I asked Akil after the game just right. sort of – and he said, yeah, you know, that first 10 minutes I felt good and I felt strong. And, and he felt that the games, um, he sort of wore down quicker than he expected as the game wore on. Uh, so yep. did, were there any players that stood out for you tonight or just overall you just liked what you saw? I just like yeah, their approach to the game, John, to be okay. honest with you. And, and like I said, after the first 10 minutes, they got worn down. But I just, I, I don't, I never saw that. I, I, I've never seen it in a rookie camp. You rarely see it in training camp because there's so many players and things of that nature. It's just that, like... When, when we were sold, or the fans were sold on this rebuilding and retooling, like, what's going to change here? Well, if you watch the first 10 minutes, you see the change. To me, that's it. So, no play really stand out. Look, it's good to see Arthur Kaliev get a, get a rebound goal, right? That's good because he fills the net. Uh, but it wasn't about one particular player, John. It's just about the style of play. And that's something that, look, they've won championships here. They haven't been the most glamorous team. They've been grinders. But I just, in 2019 and 2020, you're going to have to adapt to what's going on in this league. And I certainly think that they're on track to adapt to be competitive in this league in the next couple of years. Speaking of adapting, adapting, uh, DB, I'm going to need you and everybody else to adapt because the hashtag for Jeff Carter, which was, all he does is score, which took on a life of its own. Uh, I'm very proud of that one. Um, somebody tweeted me tonight and asked, uh, can, can we use that uh, for... Is it transferable? For, for, no. Yeah, it's not transferable, but we already ha- I already have one for Kaliev. Go ahead. It's hashtag goals are good. Okay? So goals are good. Goals so, are good. They so are. They, Every time. I think they're good. Every time, John. I would love to get that text from Daryl Sutter. Goals are good. Goals are good. Goals are good. You'd probably get a 3-2 league. It was not well tonight. Was what four to one? Four was, one. <laughs> Five goals. Just you know, distribution was a little bit different. Yeah. Oh, distribution. I'd love to see Sutter break that down. The distribution. distribution. Exactly. It, I love when he would tell us it was really a three-one game because he doesn't count the empty net goal. <laughs> right. I right. mean, he's right, but it's just always no. always funny the way that he presented exactly. it. Oh, please. Say, uh, you know, it was a those four, were the days. It was a four-one game. Well, it was really a three-one game. Okay. And okay. He, he would say those things that would make you stop and question yourself in a press conference. <laughs> he's really good at diversion. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take Tom McClellan anytime. I am, it's going to be much better. I'm, I guess, <laughs> it is. I'm ready for that. Right. DB, any parting thoughts? Fantastic uh, experience here at Great Park Ice, Five Points Arena, the yeah. tournament. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, you get, you're, you're pumped up by seeing all these kids. I am. I think okay. it's great. I think it's great. If you're a fan of any of these six teams, there's potential. It's just, John, the, 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 the level of talent of these players, like from 
from today, go back five years, it's just incredible. The, the Duck kids are really, really good, too. I mean, they're, they're men, though. They've played in the NHL. They're really, really talented players. So I just think if you have the opportunity to come down and catch a couple more games or if you just come down to, you know, you know to the facility here in, in, in Irvine, it's just a fantastic place. I, that, that, that's my parting shot is that I was just really – and, John, we've been in a lot of buildings, you and I, around the mm-hmm. league. Just to, to see this type of facility in Southern California dedicated to hockey is just – it's just fantastic. And I think you said it best earlier, DB. I know I tweeted out a lot over the summer about this place, but the pictures and the videos just don't do it, it justice. Doesn't. You have to get down here and see how massive, massive And you this mentioned place that is. if um, Cal Irvine gets a, a – um, a Division One hockey team, they'll play their games here. It's just, it's just a beautiful facility. If you're, if you're just a devotee of the game, just come down and visit, walk around, you know, have lunch here. Just the facility is brand spanking new, and it's gorgeous, and it's something that I never really envisioned when I stepped in. When I drove down from, from Encino this, this morning, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a rink. And, you know, and I, you know, I'm ingrained with Toyota Center, which you know, makes a lot of money for the organization. It isn't the most glamorous place in the world. But this place is just a palace. I mean, I think, I think that's the word I'll walk away from. It's, it's just a palace for hockey. And you do have another opportunity to come back if you'd like to join me here. In December, Arizona State, one of the hottest really? NC2A that's teams, right. they are going to be hosting Harvard. Uh, for two games here. They've got so, a lot of money back in them now. So, so, yeah, they do have a lot of money. <laughs> lot of if money. UNLV can ever get money behind them, that team's going to go D1. Yep. And I do believe that UC Irvine is going to go D1. I just think that's the evolution of where yep. the Sam Wellies are going with all of this. Yep. I, I say within five years, we will have D1 hockey in Southern yeah, California. Yeah, it's great. This, again, this is always great. If you get an opportunity to come down, no matter when it is, just come down and visit one time. You'll be really, really pleasantly surprised. I'm putting you on the spot, DB. Can yeah. I count you in to join me for ASU Harvard for one of the games in December? Yeah, I'll change my mind by then but I'll, I'll, I'll make a commitment right now so. well we're, i'm gonna make it a live show then for, we're gonna do a pod that okay day. well if you do so, a pod then i gotta be here you have to be here i gotta be here that's okay. the hook i finally got it okay I, I can't believe you're gonna come behind the orange curtain twice within a three or four month yeah, window college hockey yeah okay maybe <laughs> they have cheerleaders so <laughs> really i'm yeah, anti-cheerleader if you oh you're anti-cheerleader no, i don't understand i love women but i don't understand cheerleaders i don't okay. get it you don't need cheerleaders okay you just i mean it, maybe in the nfl but not in hockey Okay. Yeah, they do that at what the about Olympics. about ice crew, skating around, cleaning up the ice? You like those? Well, I like Carlin, and let, let's just leave That's it at what that. You, okay. <laughs> let's move on. Everybody, we really appreciate you joining in. We do have a Twitter handle. You can give us a follow at Kings of the Pod on Twitter. You can follow Dennis at DennisTFP. And there's a story about Kings of the Pod. I had a bad Twitter handle. <laughs> For the account, and John goes, "Now wait a minute, wait a minute," and he looked it up, and he said, "No, Kings of the Pods available." I'm like, "Brilliant!" John's the branding expert, by <laughs> the way. Just so you know, you, I'm you. I'm kind of the facilitator of all this, and John is the branding expert and the musical director. Although, uh, you know, I might work my way in on the musical part, but John absolutely brands this, has branded this well, and he he grabbed that uh, Twitter handle. So yeah, Kings of the Pod is where you can find all our release, and we just got. Added to Spotify today, so all the t- platforms. I assume by next week, uh, Apple Podcasts will be chiming in, Google Podcasts as well. But uh, yeah, it's been another great. And John, you want you said thirty minutes, but we're way we blew out thirty minutes a long time ago. Did we? Probably. I don't know how long it is. Well, yeah. thanks for hanging in there, everybody, and listening. I yes. appreciate. Uh, I mentioned Dennis's Twitter handle at Dennis TFP. Follow me at Mayor NHL. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want us to change and what you want more of. And we'll talk to you guys on episode three, which will drop in a couple days.
London Stock Exchange Group is here to be your essential global markets infrastructure and data partner, where Open isn't just a platform, but a philosophy, giving you the freedom to make your mark in the world. LSEC. Open makes more possible.